It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolos. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. Please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, and check out our under-construction website, pinballprofile.com. We head over to Wisconsin, so we're going to go north of Chicago, not all the way up to Milwaukee, somewhere in between Caledonia, Wisconsin's where we're going to go, and we're going to talk to a guy you might have seen on Twitch. Ryan Kuiper joins us right now. Hey, Ryan, how are you? I'm doing very well, Jeff. How are you? Very good. On Twitch as TurboGraphics underscore number seven, you can see on Twitch. He's got seven games at home. And the genesis of where this all started for you, you've only been in pinball a very, very short time. Now you've got a bunch of games. Now you're on Twitch. That's quite the growth there, Ryan. <laughs> well, you know, like uh, most people, uh, when you get the bug, you get the bug hard. You know, like everybody else played pinball as a kid at the arcades. The arcades go away. You kind of forget about it. And... You see it here and there, maybe, and then years later, Pinball Arcade comes around, and I get sucked in, and then I had to have machines, and that's kind of how things started. Ryan, that's exactly what got me back into pinball. There was honestly about a 15-year gap where I didn't play any pinball, and four years ago, I see this app. I'm like, I remember that game. I remember that game, and to spend you know $30 for the pack is certainly a lot easier than spending the thousands of dollars, but... I wanted more, and then you get a few of these games, and it seems like you and I had the same path. Yeah, it's uh, there is something to say about playing physical pinball that's different than the pinball arcade, and I don't know if it's part of it's a nostalgia thing too, because I like retro video games, and I don't know, it's just I don't want to say magical because it sounds you know kind of cheesy, but there's just something different about it. It it's, just sucks you in. It does too, and for me, it's. To bring me back to my youth, you're about 10, 15 years younger than me anyway, but I remember those games in the arcades. I remember them in the bowling alleys and to see them come out and the new ones too, it's just great to see people restoring, putting so much effort into games. And now it's not just seeing them on locations, seeing them in homes. It's the competitions. It's the videos. It's people like yourself on Twitch. It's gone crazy. And it. I was looking the other day when I signed up an IFPA, this is about four years ago. I think it was like 23,000 people. We're well over 61,000 and maybe even more once Pinberg comes in. It's ridiculous how exponential this growth of pinball has been. And you're a perfect example. A game here, there, and now seven games, Twitch. It's Is there something wrong with us? Well, if you ask our wives, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, it's I don't it's it is weird. It's very strange. This this resurgence is one of those things where when you're in it, you're you're witnessing it and you're picking up on it though. You know what I mean? Like sometimes when you're in something, you don't see it really for what it is. But I think everyone can agree like pinball is growing very rapidly right now. It's it's awesome. I love it. I think the selling point for me for my wife was, look, I'm going to get one and if I don't like it, I'll be able to sell it immediately for what I paid for it. So it's basically a free machine. And as you know, you usually get a few more bucks because the market has gone up. So pinball is actually a good investment from that standpoint. <laughs> did you try that one on your wife? I didn't. And on top of that, my wife knows what they cost. So I can't Big get mistake, away with that stuff Ryan. anymore. Big mistake, I, Ryan. Right out of the gate, I fall on my face. Yeah. By the way, the next time they want something, you can't really say no, can you? No, you are hook, line, and sinker giving them a free pass on what they want. <laughs> I was on the Michigan Mile with my wife, and she saw some nice Jimmy Choo shoes. I went, wow, look at the price. Oh, I'll just shut up. Yeah, that is exactly right. That's um, It's funny, because fortunately, the things my wife has been saying we should do are home improvement things. 
So it's a little more easy to swallow than a purse or shoes or this or that. So it's still kind of a win-win, but still it's like, well, you know, those are some nice countertops, but I'm really putting money away for this other machine. <laughs> Can't we just go to Ikea and see what they've got there? I saw a nice a nice wardrobe set in uh, Walmart. I think you'll love it, hon. Yeah, nope, exactly. doesn't work. <laughs> so seven games now. I know some of your collection uh, dialed in. You've got Lord of the Rings, Adam's Family, The Simpsons Pinball Party. Is there a favorite era that you like? I guess I would have to say 90s Bally Williams, because that's kind of my wheelhouse of being in the arcades as a kid. But after getting more involved into owning machines and really appreciating machines. I mean, I do honestly appreciate all the eras. It's There's something about the, the early solid states and the EMs and the new stuff. And when you really appreciate pinball legitimately, you can see each game and find out how to make it fun. And, you know, I think it's like most people, when they don't understand pinball, like I have people come over that don't play pinball. And when I start explaining modes to them, they literally light up like, I had no idea this was what a pinball was like. And I think that's kind of like what it was for me growing up. It was like, well, this is pinball. It's, you know, the dot matrix stuff. But then getting older and seeing like, you know, 8-Ball Deluxe and Fathom, like I have a real appreciation for those games. I would love to own them at some time. I guess I just want to see them having fun. And, you know, a game we both have is Simpsons Pinball Party. That's a tough one to explain to people. Here's how you start a mode. Well, it's a few shots. You hit the garage, you got to go up the garage, and then you got to flip it with the left upper flipper, and then you start a mode. Oh, and then it's all these different things. So I'm afraid to tell people what to do. I just want them to kind of have fun. And some games, and you've got Lord of the Rings, you've got Simpsons Pinball Party, they're tougher to explain, whereas some of these older games, certainly a lot easier. You know, you've got Adam's Family. That's easy. You know, hit it into the chair and hit that ramp. Two things. That's all you got to do. They can figure everything else out based on just those two kind of simple instructions, maybe. Yeah, what I guess my I also have which you can't see probably is the Demolition Man, and I have a World Poker Tour. What I like to do typically is have people over and just I don't tell them what game to play. I just turn them all on and say you pick whichever one you want to start with, and I don't really even tell them how to play the game at first. I let them play one game and just kind of see what how they're reacting to it, just kind of to get a gauge of you know what are they experiencing right now? Are they having a lot of fun? Are they getting frustrated? And then I try to use whatever I'm seeing to help teach them what the game is. And it's funny, the demographic of people that come over, because every generation, whether they're small children, people like me in their middle 30s, or people older, there's no rhyme or reason what games they gravitate to. I'm, you'd think, you know, I've dialed in right here, the kids are going to run over there. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It's, it's, it's funny, like, Simpsons Pinball Party and Lord of the Rings, even though they have really deep rule sets... The themes do draw people to them, and when I explain, especially like Simpsons Pinball Party, okay, hit the garage. They see the garage door open, and they think that's amazing. And then when I show them, okay, now you want to hit it behind the television to start a mode. Is that easy to do for someone who's never played the game? It is it is a little hard, I'll admit, but once they get it, now they're determined to do it. And all of a sudden, now they're, they're in, invested in playing the game the way it's meant to be played and not just whacking the ball around. You talked about a little bit, too, with Fathom and some of the older games that you'd like to own. As we have these really flashy newer games with the LCD screens, whether it's Dot Matrix and all the different animations, the great artwork that we see on new machines, it's interesting. The more you play, the more of an appreciation for the older games you get, whereas that might not be something you jump to the first time you go play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I mean, I'll admit, I, I, I'm drawn... 
when I first got into it, I said, you know, I want to play the games I grew up playing. And they were they're flashy, you know, the DMD stuff. And obviously, you see the new stuff, and you're like, oh wow, like the the Jersey Jack stuff and American Pinball and all the stuff Stern's putting out. These new screens, it's it's flashy and it's awesome, and they are fun. And but after you start getting that appreciation. Like we said, you kind of like, well, what else is out there too? Like with the older stuff. Like, I, I guess I, I enjoy documentaries. So like, I like to know the history of things. So, like, when it comes to pinball, I'm like, well, what? How did we get from where it started to now? Like, what was the steps to get there? So, like, I, I love hearing the stories from the designers and like, you know, like going on some of the older podcasts. Uh, what was it? Topcast. Topcast, and listen like Steve Cordick and all these guys, and listen to how we got to where we're at. It's so interesting to me. And I have a real appreciation. I work with, a, I'm, I'm not an engineer by trade, um, but I work with a lot of them. And it's so funny talking about pinball machines with them because they, and I, I am as well, very interested in how the games are designed and all the effort and time and energy and all the people it takes to make a machine. You know, it just doesn't happen overnight. And there's so much effort to create these masterpieces and to make everything work and flow, it's it's amazing to me. I mean, it's it's really a feat. It's almost like it's it's. I mean, it's like art. Oh, it definitely is like art for sure. I agree, hundred percent. There, Ryan. Now, you joined your first league this year. I don't know what the leagues are like in Wisconsin. I know there was uh, some concern earlier in the year about the new IFPA dollar rule. So, tell us a little bit about your league and what it's like. Uh, my league is a newer league, but a lot of the people in it are involved in other leagues as well, so it's a lot of veteran people. There's no problems with the IFPA with our league. For someone like myself, I mean, I've owned the machines for a few years now, and I was just playing in my basement. My friends would come over, just really casual. And you, know, you, get, you get better playing, but you know, especially from watching people on Twitch or YouTube, that you're not that great. <laughs> you might beat your friends. But when it comes to people who know how to play pinball, you're not that great. And I'm like, I got to get out there and start getting involved locally. And there are very good players in my league. And the thing that's awesome to me is everyone is so nice and helpful and explain. Like, if you have a question, they're explaining how to play the game while you're playing against them. That's exactly what leagues are all about, that social aspect. And really, you know, it's probably not huge points if you're a points chaser even. It's really just about getting more people involved. And, you know, we were all there once and you described it perfectly. I love hearing that in leagues. I see it a lot. I hear it from the people who do bells and chimes. That's what their league's all about too, you know, really just embracing new people and making it a fun atmosphere too. And it is fun. You know, if you could tell somebody, hey, do you know if you do this, 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 if they ask, by the way, if you do this, this, and this, you're going to start a multiball. Well, who doesn't have fun multiball? The panic, all the stuff going on, the points go up. That's where it all starts. That's, again, my second life into pinball was about learning more from the better players and the rule sets. Pinball Arcade gave you that kind of help. When I first started playing in the arcades, it was just, maybe I can get a free game. I didn't really know what I was doing. Just keep the ball alive. And a lot of times that usually worked well. Well, you know, it's all the usual things like, you know, don't double flip, which you, I mean, I knew that by the time I'd gotten into league, but Hold on you know. a second. I'm making a note here. Don't double flip. Yes. That's okay, rule number it. one. Got it. <laughs> but it isn't necessarily just the my biggest hang-up that I have right now is my nudging is awful. A lot of these guys, they're incredible. I mean, you watch them, you're just like, I just, how do you, like, they're, it's like they're one with the game. And they're just so helpful. Like, you know, when that, like, you have a bad drain, they're like, okay, if that happens, you know, nudge this way or do this. And, you know, don't shake it back and forth. That's <laughs> that's not going to help you in, in the going out the side lane. 
and it's stuff like that. You don't take it critically because you don't know what you're doing as well as these people. So you, you appreciate the the help, and they're not telling you in a way that's demeaning or derogatory. It's very genuine and just meaningful. Like, hey, we want to help you, and and it really comes through. It. I've never ever in the whole time this eight months in the league has anyone been a had an attitude or thought they were better than somebody. Or, I mean, yeah, there's been the usual ribbing of each other, but, you know, that's all in good fun. But it's not, it's never in a way that's meant to be hurtful. It's it's a very welcoming environment, and that's what I really like about it. And very appreciative, because like I said, playing in your basement by yourself with your friends only goes so far. And when you want to kind of go out and see what else is available locally or on a grander scale, and, and everyone's just so nice and welcoming, it just makes that much more easy to get involved on a bigger scale and try to get more people to come with you. And that's kind of, that's my whole thing. I just want to get more people that I know involved in pinball. So Ryan, being south in Milwaukee, there in Wisconsin, you know, you're in spooky territory. Are you going to be getting a spooky game at some point? Uh, I would love to get a TNA. I would love to. I'm really curious to see what Scott's next game is. Yeah, I'm, oh man, how close am I? I'm like two hours maybe. I like what they're doing. I really do. I mean, but I like what everyone's doing right now. I mean, I mean, I should say all the people shipping machines. <laughs> You're not a highway fan anymore. Ah, uh, no, it's it's not for me. I mean, that's not, not my deal. No big Lebowski there either. No, nah. I mean, it's a cool game, but you know, if you can't make it, well, pack up. That's true. It's just such a great time with all the games coming out. It's just you go from there being barely one to. I mean, how many do we have now? There's like, I mean, you got Stern, you got Jersey Jack, you got American, you got Spooky. Deep Roots on its way. Deep Roots on its way. You have... Um, Whoever made the Mafia. Yep, the Mafia. And you can throw P3 in there. Which is a fun game. Have you played it? I have played it at Expo, yeah. I love it. It is. It's awesome. It's. I think that's such a great thing, especially for little kids. There's this thing with little kids I've, I've noticed where they're growing up on like video games. And they're. it's funny because... My daughter's too young, so she's not really involved in this stuff. But my 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 uh, nephews and nieces and my uh, friends' kids, they're all on YouTube watching you know Minecraft videos and Fortnite stuff. And with the whole obsession, I well, I mean it's too strong of a word, but with the deep love for video games these kids have, you take something like P3 where it's so well integrated, it's just. What they did is, it's incredible. It's awesome. I mean, that is really mind-blowing to me that it all works so well. It's funny. I hear parents today say, oh, the kids, all they do is they play on their iPads, their phones, and their video games. And I was thinking, wait a second. When I was a kid, I played until my quarters ran out. I'd go to the arcade and do the same thing. And that's what made me like pinball because I could play a little bit longer. You get a couple of free games here. Maybe it's a match or something. But the point was you could play a little bit longer. If I had these kind of games back when I was a kid, I'd be doing the same thing too. You know, I mean, now it's just about accessibility. So are the kids good at self-governing themselves on time on it? Probably not, but I would have been the same. Let's be honest. When you're a kid, you do the fun things. And so when you talk about P3, yeah, there's that kind of video game element to it. It looks like a big iPad in a way too. And it's unique, it's fun, and yet it's still pinball. Yeah, exactly. When I was growing up, I'd have these crazy ideas about like virtual reality and all these crazy things like that. And, you know, P3 is something you, I'm like, I would have thought of that as a kid. Like, it's such a perfect amalgamation of the two things. It's just, and it really does make sense. It's awesome. 
Okay, Ryan, here's the big question I'm going to give you, all right? We're seeing games kind of come back in a way. There was a Pirates of the Caribbean game. Jersey Jack just did one. There was a Godzilla game from Sega. It looks like there's going to be another one. There's going to be maybe a third Elvira game. So we're seeing some themes that we saw before be made into new pinball machines. You get to pick any old game that maybe you love the theme, but you'd like to see a revised version of it. Maybe something a little bit better. Maybe the game didn't have what you need, but now, look, we're going to do that theme, and someone else is going to put a new twist on it. What would that be for you, Ryan? Well, I'm an 80s kid, so I watched all the usual He-Man, Transformers, G.I. Joe stuff, so I would love to see a Transformers Generation 1 pinball machine. I don't not that. What's not Generation that 1? Now listen, I'm older than you. I remember <laughs> GoBots. Do you remember GoBots? Like it was, oh, I, don't, I, do. I don't know which one was first. One was a knockoff. One was cool. I think Transformers obviously won, but what was Transformers Generation 1? Is that like Orson Welles as uh, Optimus <laughs> Prime? So Generation 1 was the original cartoon back, um, when did it come out, 84? When it first aired? He might have been in the movie, or was that Leonard Nimoy? The movie was 86. See, the TV stuff came out first, and then the movie came out in 86, and then I think there was still more show after the movie. So I think it was kind of a split-up deal. And then they relaunched the whole thing in the 90s and called it Generation 2. That's why there's a generation distinction between G1 and G2, they call it. So Generation 1 was the original airing of the show back in the early 80s. I'm learning a lot about Transformers. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ryan. Well, as a nerd, I... <laughs> so that's your dream game. Do you like the actual Transformers game that's out by Stern? I do not. I'm not a fan of it. That's why I would love to redo it in the original art style and original voice actors and everything. That'd be my... It would make me very happy to... I guess my reasoning for that would be to do the the franchise more just... Or the theme more justice than what the movies... The movies are just... They're not good. So you're not rushing right now to go get advanced tickets for Bumblebee that comes out in December? Is that what I understand? That's correct. I have no interest in that. <laughs> and, you know, part of that maybe is because I'm a, you know, I'm getting close to 40. I'm getting more crotchety and. <laughs> oh, it only gets change. worse. <laughs> well, Ryan, it has been great talking to you. We will check you out on Twitch again, TurboGraphics underscore seven. By the way, you guys on Twitch, uh, you do a great job and I know it's not an easy thing to do. Well, First of all, I want to say I am a very small fish in the Twitch universe and even smaller with the whole pinball thing. There's other people doing way more than I am. I'm just doing it in my basement when I have free time. Most of my daughter's taking a nap. So I just want to thank people who have actually personally been very helpful to me. All the Buffalo guys, Kevin, Nick, Mixer Tuna, Rudy Soup, all four of those guys have been literally helpful to me personally. The Pinball Undesirables guys, Steven and Skip Natty, two awesome, awesome guys have been very, very helpful. And I also want to thank the straight down the middle guys, Zach and Greg. I was on the phone with Greg for an hour when I first was setting everything up, and he was helping me do all my initial setup and literally held my hand. So please check those guys out. Those guys do such a great job, and these are the guys that are really making a difference. They're packing up. They're going places. They're taking their gear with them. It's so much work to do all that. Please go watch those guys. They deserve it big time. Hey, anything that keeps Zach out of jail, I'm fine <laughs> with it. 
I'm a big fan of those guys too. And I remember watching their first ever show and I'm like, okay, not bad, but it just got better and better and better. Great sense of humor, those guys. I agree with you. And and all the people you mentioned too. I, I know Nick and Kevin personally and, and some of the other people you mentioned there. You uh, guys on Twitch make it a lot easier for us to see pinball because I'm lucky. I get a lot of pinball around me, so I can play a lot. But there are a lot of places, remote places, that don't get to play pinball, get to see the different games. And thanks to people like yourself on Twitch, we get that. So we appreciate that a lot. Thank you, Jeff. And we appreciate the support too. It means a lot to all of us. Ryan, best of luck. Hope we uh, meet up soon. Okay, bud? All right. Appreciate it. Ryan Kuiper here on Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. I'm Jeff Teolis. The Transformers, more than meets the eye. Autobots raise their paddle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. The Transformers, robots in disguise. The Transformers, more than